Okay, so Christmas is just a little over two weeks away, and as the day gets closer, you're probably looking forward to sitting by a warm fireplace with your family. Hope you can do that. For some of us, the best people at hosting warm Christmas get-togethers might be a grandparent. I'm John Fuller, and this is the Christmas Stories Podcast, and today we'll be exploring ways that grandparents can help make this season extra special. I'm in the studio with my friends Roger and Diane Angolia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Roger is in charge of our custodial team here at Focus, and Diane runs our guest relations department. Uh, You two are grandparents, doting grandparents, and I love to hear stories from you. So um, roll back a bit and share how you expected grandparenting would be before you actually had grandkids. Mm. Well, I think we expected that it would be fun, that it would be... Well, you're involved, so yes. (laughs) Yes, so thank you so much. Uh, Adventurous, that we would have a lot of involvement Mm -hmm. with them. and we found that that is exactly what happened. Oh, good. I thought you were leading up to something <laughs> no. like, oh. And I think why the reason is that that we had such a great relationship with both of our kids. So when they introduced their children to us, there was already this expectation that this was going to be fun. Hmm. So I, I hurt for people that have a broken relationship with their children. Therefore, they probably will have a broken relationship with your grandchildren. Yeah. So I think everyone expects to have that loving, warm, together feeling at Christmas. You know, John, I remember my mom, <clears throat> when our son was born, it was kind of like, even though there was one other grandchild that she had, but a, a distant grandchild. They, they lived many, many, many miles. Yes. yes. Yeah. And uh, interestingly, I remember when our son was born, my mom said, it's like life starts all over again, because mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, when you think of all the things that uh, that you do with your children, and now it starts all over again with with grandchildren, and the house fills up with toys and diapers, and, and, and the list goes on and on and yeah. on. It, it's been an absolute blast mm-hmm. with the grandkids that we have. Well, I'm glad. And we're going to turn now for some comments from children on why they're looking forward to spending the holidays with Grandma and Grandpa this year. I'm most looking forward on Christmas Eve to have a Christmas Eve dinner with Chinese food with our grandparents. I think I'm most looking forward to just like, I think the same thing. Oh yeah, we usually rehearse a song to sing to them and then after dinner and after they leave, we go look for Christmas lights. And actually we used to open one gift. One gift on Christmas Eve before Christmas Day. Pajamas or like a teeny tiny animal. It's really fun. We get to, it feels special because it only comes once a year. And we can sit under the tree and just have fun with them. All the kids like to ask for matching pajamas from Grandma and Grandpa. We like to go in the hot tub when it's below zero in the mornings when it's super cold and we all have to wear our hats and our cheeks get really red. <laughs> um, why I like to spend um, Christmas with my grandparents is because like, I really love them and yeah. Why I love spending Christmas with my grandparents is because they're, they are a Christian. I enjoy spending time with my grandparents because they just make it such a fun environment um, when we come to their house and make they make Christmas really fun. I like spending Christmas with my grandparents because they are always 
really nice and just great grandparents to be around. I really like the stories that they tell us and just having a different story every time and learning something new about them that you didn't know about. I like just being around them because they're really nice and fun. So I like um, going to a Christmas hotel that I used to go with my what I call Grammy and Pat. So, and it's really fun. There's a little Santa there. Usually about every year, about an annual, uh, Santa shows up. And he shares about all the wonderful thing that's that about God's gifts, and and shares Christmas songs. And I love seeing a lot of kids dressed in PJs, ready to listen to what Santa's about to say. And I love going through my family and um, making seeing them every year. And at Christmas time, my whole family comes. We love getting together, making fun things, making cookies, and we all and we also have a birthday that that's for Jesus every year. And we sing Happy Birthday. We make cookies, cakes, and we share the wonderful gifts that God has given us on Christmas time. So my family has been um cannot come in the 2020 because of corona the border was closed so we had the only the only way we could work it could work is we could only go on a computer and my our grandma and grandpa and our other friends ship presents which was good and it was good that we could see our family again it wasn't good that we could see them on computer but i hope it will be better this year and i'm so glad that my grandma's already um here and and my uncle ryan is going to come in one more day so yeah Well, there's nothing like listening to children describe why they love their grandparents. And, of course, grandparents love on their grandkids, too. We want you to know that even though we're well into the Advent season, we still have a lot of great resources that you can access on our website to celebrate this time of year. Our parenting department has an online page devoted to enjoying Advent. It has prayers to pray with your kids and your grandchildren and a number of activities you can do as a family. And we're going to link over to all those resources in the show notes. Let's go ahead and hear now from some friends who have fond memories of grandparents and who are grandparents today now. We'll start off with Jen Babakan, who reflects on one of her favorite memories with a grandmother. After that, you'll hear from Dr. Mike Bechtel, who was a broadcast guest, and some other folks on why they love being grandparents. And then Brandon and Annalyn Miller will share some things that they're teaching their children and grandkids. Christmas for me growing up was always a time of um, absolute wonder and joy. I feel very, very blessed that I had, um, and I have the family that I do. Um, I had a large family, um, an extended family anyway. My family was small, but my father's side, um, my grandmother had five children, and so 
we have these these typical movie-like Christmas celebrations that um, were filled with tons of food. Um, all of our family was there. The Christmas tree had loads and loads of presents under it. And my grandmother and grandfather went out of their way to make sure that all of us felt absolutely cherished and loved. And every year uh, was similar. We, we knew exactly what to expect. We knew that Grandma's Fudge would be there and, um, and there was a lovely dinner and all of that. And so growing up, it was just such a special time. There was one Christmas in particular that stands out to me for a few reasons. Um, my grandfather had passed away a couple of years before, and as a family, we were still kind of regaining our footing, um, especially during holidays. You know, what did it look like now that um, such a major part of our family was at home with God? And so I can remember as we gathered around the Christmas tree to open up gifts, my, um, my cousin and I, I have several cousins, but I only have one other female cousin. Uh, she and I would sit together every year and, and open our gifts together. And I remember one year in particular, um, I was probably about 19 or 20 at the time, and she's around my age as well. We both got these small boxes that looked very similar to one another from our grandmother. When we opened them, we were both stunned to see beautiful rings inside. Hers had um, had pearls and a small diamond. Mine, in the middle of it, had an emerald, and it was surrounded by opals. They were just gorgeous. And my grandmother shared with us that these rings were both gifts to her from my grandfather over their 50-plus year marriage. Um, you know, they had loved to go out to dinner and, and had different gatherings, and my grandmother loved to dress up and, and all of that. And so for different events, my grandfather would gift her jewelry. And she thought it would be really meaningful to gift my cousin and I with these beautiful rings. And it is something that is just so cherished um, that I have. And every time I look at it, I think about that Christmas when even though there was this gaping hole in our family, my grandmother still found a way to make us feel so loved and the family um, being there just made it even more special, and it's just one of my very favorite memories. My grandmother had an aluminum Christmas tree. It didn't have lights on it, but she'd add a few ornaments. And on the floor behind it, there was a floodlight aimed at the tree, shining through this three-panel disc with colored cellophane that rotated from the heat of the bulb. The tree had flat silver needles that would turn red, then blue, then yellow every few seconds, over and over. And I remember just watching that tree for hours. I didn't really care that it wasn't a real tree, probably because I didn't know any better. I just knew that it came out once a year, and it meant that we were starting something, a really special season. We ate food that we didn't eat the rest of the year, things like turkey and rolls and cranberry sauce that was served in the exact shape of the can that it came from. We also saw relatives that we only saw once a year as everybody crowded into my grandma's small living room and sat in the exact same chairs as the year before. Old Uncle John always got the same gift, a six-pack of Pepsi in glass bottles, and he always responded as if he had been given the keys to a new car. 
Well, it wasn't a fancy celebration, but the house smelled good, and I felt loved. My favorite part was the music. Christmas carols were always special, and I would listen to them over and over. I don't remember being moved by any Christmas sermons, but the music has stayed with me for years. Even today, I hear carols playing in the background in a crowded mall, and I'm amazed that in our culture, we can still hear the words, joy to the world, the Lord has come, announcing the reality of Christ in a shopping mall. It feels like we've snuck the gospel into a place where it's least expected, and those unnoticed words just become part of somebody's unconscious mind. In those early days, that music reinforced to me that God was real and that he reached out, and that he infiltrated our world. That's a really simple message, but it's stuck in my mind. You know, music has a way of doing that. And that became a foundation for the rest of my journey of faith throughout the rest of my life. So when we had kids, we made Christmas a really big deal. We decorated the house, really decorated it. We got a real tree, and we put real lights on it. We played Christmas music constantly. We prepared really good food and even had cranberry sauce that wasn't shaped like a can. We made a big deal about Christmas because God was a big deal, and he was worth celebrating in a big way. Well, it stuck. Our kids are now 40 and 42, and they still love Jesus, and they still do Christmas big. My daughter plays Christmas music in July because Christmas is a big deal, and she wants her kids to catch the vision. Every December, we keep our grandkids for a whole weekend at our house. On Friday night, we go out and pick a little Christmas tree from Home Depot. That's what you do in Southern California. You don't chop one down. It's the kid's tree, and it goes in the family room. And that's in addition to our big tree in the living room. On Saturday morning, we prepare a special breakfast and get the ornaments and the lights out and crank up the music, and they start decorating. It's their tree, so they can decorate it in any way they want. When our grandson was little, he couldn't reach very high on the tree. He put all the ornaments on one side in one spot, and the tree fell over. Well, that's how you build memories. So is Christmas bad because it's so commercial? Well, maybe. But, you know, I don't really care. We celebrate big, and we celebrate early. Not just because of the season, but because of the Savior. He just deserves the biggest celebration ever. God has given us everything. All good blessings come from God, and some of the greatest blessings are your grandchildren. So who can, can't help but honor and love and, and respect God for giving you such great blessings? I mean, in many ways, those blessings are greater than life itself. Being a grandmother at Christmas is just, um, it, it's just blessing upon blessing. We're very fortunate we have so many um, littles, as we refer to them, but just carrying on those family traditions is um, just a blessing, and to see just the light in the eyes, and so often we see our own children in the joy of our grandchildren. Christmas for us, family of seven, with three of our older children married with grandchildren, and we still have four at home, we, we've become to realize Christmas for us is a season. It, it's not just a day <laughs> or two days, you know, Christmas Eve and Christmas. For us, it's become 
just the season of recognizing the goodness of God in our lives, of recognizing the gift of Christ and how we can in our everyday interactions and then also creating traditions in our household with our extended family and and grandchildren of how we can give and, and have that heart of joy and love and express it in ways that are very practical. So, you know, one of the things that we do is every year we look for to do as a family to give to somebody less fortunate. And this last year, Brandon, you could share. Given that uh, we were restricted from doing something necessarily in person, we looked for a need outside of our family. We think that during the Christmas season, one of the values we want to pass on to our children is the blessing of giving over just receiving. And we were made aware of the need of a family in another country uh, where an entire village faced a horrible flood and they needed to have support. And we rallied our immediate family, children and and grandchildren were aware and just gave opportunity to support and serve. And uh, it was so magical to be able to share with our kids literally on Christmas that the gift had been delivered to these people in need. And we received a message of just uh, the joy that literally the gentleman said, I am filled, my eyes are filled with tears as I receive. And so for us, the legacy with our children and now being grandparents to four and two more coming is to really build in this, this idea from the moment the first decoration goes up. We are those people that might. Support. We might even do Thanksgiving. Start in November. <laughs> the moment that goes up, we are we are talking about and thinking about the Jesus, and that He came to give and to to lay down His life. And we get to yes celebrate and receive and rejoice. We get to turn and bless others as well. Yeah, and what's I think really neat. Some other projects we've done with our kids is collecting things together and going out and giving packages to the homeless. And what's really neat about it is from the age of a toddler, so Harold is our youngest grandbaby, he's four, he can stuff packages right along with our 12-year-old and our 28-year-old. So, you know, I think it's really important that from the youngest to the oldest that everyone's participating at the level that they can um, and really you know, I guess sharing that together, I think, is really special, too, because I think it draws our family together. And we've learned as parents with with now the second generation of, of families getting started, that to us, another another important part of our celebration is gathering everyone together. Yeah. And that, with, with the challenges of young families and, and their young ones, um, we don't necessarily need it just to happen on the 24th or 25th of December. Uh, we've become very flexible to allow for yeah. our celebration to happen days before at a time that is agreed. And we'll do a fun morning breakfast or or an evening. But just that time where our children have started their own tradition where they begin to look for ways to bless each other with gifts. and Right. That, time they spend in really selecting just the right gift and just the right way that says, I I thought about you, I I really considered you. And and for us as grandparents, we can't 
say enough about how fun it is now to shop for grandchildren <laughs> and the enjoyment we get as we, we get to see their eyes light up and um, their uh, fun that they have. Yeah. So we are definitely uh, those that not quite the uh, the proverbial Griswold Christmas crazy house, but we do it up pretty good because we think it's just such a time of year to be a, a beacon of light, a beacon of joy for our, our area, our neighborhood, uh, the people we're around, and certainly that our, our kids and grandkids look forward to coming over to Epa and Lola's house to enjoy festivities and the decorations and the good food and the fun that we get to have while we celebrate. It's so amazing that you can learn so much by spending time with your grandkids. And let me turn to Roger and Diane. You both uh, touched on your experiences earlier as a grandparent. What are some of the best lessons that you've learned? Anything memorable uh, from the grandkids? You know, they have a way of looking at life through a whole different lens. And to be able to see the birth of Christ, um, we actually used to pull out their baby books and go through their baby books to show them how valuable hmm. they were. And here, here you are, you know, newborn, and here you are growing, and then relate that story back to Jesus. And um, to do the same thing with the grandkids, you were so uh, waiting, we waited for you, we could hardly wait for you to be here. And just think of the expectation. And in the same way, Think of baby Jesus and mm. all those years that were laid, the foundation in the Bible for the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So wanting them to relate personally to the excitement of this child that yeah. is born. Hmm. Roger? Yeah, we make that, what makes that different uh, and sometimes difficult is it's the blending of two different families. The our, Like our daughter-in-law and her family, they have their traditions and we have ours. And so how do you make those things meld together uh, to where the experience is uh, not just enjoyable for the adults, but uh, really meaningful for the kids? Because those two families with their traditions bring a whole different perspective. Hmm. And uh, for us, uh, obviously, we wanted the Lord to be honored and uh, the Lord to be recognized through the whole process. That's really good, and I hope as a listener you're relating to what Roger and Diane have been sharing. For fun activities to do with your family, uh, the show notes have all the details, lots of resources from our parenting team, including some articles that explain why it's good to tell your kids and grandkids about the meaning of the Advent season, as you were just expressing, mm -hmm. Diane. And then don't forget to get a copy of Keeping Christmas, 25 Advent Reflections on a Christmas Carol, written by Allison Pittman. It's a devotional book. You can read that with your family. It's available to you for a gift of any amount to the ministry today. Support the work of Focus on the Family. Help us help families year-round, and uh, we'll say thanks, and you can learn more uh, in the episode notes. Next time, Paul Batura discussing why spending time with family is meaningful, especially so during the holidays. For Roger and Diane and the entire team here, thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Christmas Stories Podcast. <laughs>